Yeah, I actually do, to be honest, which I have way too many nicknames. But, you know, Juice Man is just from probably the first one I ever came came about. Yeah, I definitely call you Juice Man to this day. Um, that is how I know you pretty much. So, yeah. Um, real quick, can you tell me a little bit about your DC consumption? Uh, any comic books, video games, movies, TV shows? What What DC do you take in? So, pretty much all movies. Um, I'm a, I love movies in general, so I love DC movies. Um, movies, shows, the cartoon shows, um, no comics. Uh, comics kind of confuse me a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, I saw okay. I really don't dive too much into them. I read. I do research, but I don't read the comics. I do, and also video games. Okay, course. that that makes sense. Uh, yes, and the comics can be confusing because there are all kinds of different things happening. There are resets that are like it's it's all it gets convoluted very easily. There are some stories that are like standalones that don't connect to the larger universe, and then there are other stories that are like woven in later. It's wild. So that confusion absolutely makes sense. Um. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I appreciate you for joining us on this journey through DC animation. Today's film is son of Batman released May 6th, 2014. And the comic on which this movie was based is Batman and son. I'm going to read a synopsis in my own words, and then we're just gonna, we're just gonna talk about it. So we open with the league of assassins training. Mr. Raz Al Ghul, Talia, and Damien look look from on high while Raish tells Damien that this is his legacy. Then the League of Assassins is attacked, and you know, it's by assassins, but with guns. Talia gets in there and starts going to work, and Raish comes face to face with Slade, the man behind the attack. Just as Slade is about to kill Raish, Damien shows up and gives Slade a really good reason to wear an eye patch. Raish attempts to make it to the Lazarus Pit, but he doesn't quite make it, and unfortunately, he loses his life, his very long life. Talia takes Damien to Gotham to meet his father, Batman. Uh, Batman is fighting with Killer Croc, then Talia subdues Killer Croc pretty easily so that she can take Batman on a little boat date. Talia tells Batman about the Slade situation and that Slade was supposed to be the successor to the League of Assassins, uh, but Raish became aware of Batman and Slade was no longer the first choice, which is why he was trying to kill them. She introduces Batman to Damien and leaves Damien with him. Slade kidnaps Dr. Kirk Langstrom and his family and forces him to do some science for him after letting the doctor know that Raish is retired and bruce sees that damien is pretty skilled uh damien shows up at bruce's work and lets him know that he is wanting to go after slade for the death of his grandfather but batman shuts it down and sends him home talia and the league go after slade but she is defeated and captured batman goes to interrogate killer croc to find dr langstrom and he comes across a gorilla bat and he's able to defeat it and finds a shuriken left behind. Ubu, 
uh, Slade's right-hand man, has invited some guests over to the house, but Damien busts in and just ruins the party. They have a duel, and Damien is about to kill him, but Nightwing shows up right on time, and Nightwing subdues Damien, and they all go to the Batcave. Batman lectures Damien about not being a killer, and they go out into the night as a unit, but this time, Damien is Robin. Batman is able to find Dr. Langstrom, and he doesn't know anything about the slave situation, so Robin decides to go loud, which forces them to retreat. They are then attacked by man-bats. They are able to escape, and they get Dr. Langstrom to the Batcave, where he explains that Raish hired him to splice human and animal DNA so that they could have a super bat ninja army. Batman and Robin head to the League of Assassins to get Dr. Langstrom's family back. They arrive at the compound, and they are able to find Dr. Langstrom's family. The daughter slips a little tablet to Damien from Slade. It's a message from Slade saying that he has Talia and the location. He wants a rematch. Nightwing lets Bruce know that Dr. Langstrom is working on an antidote and the location of Slade. Damien has already made his way there alone. Damien finds himself face-to-face with Slade, down by the Lazarus Pit. He has Talia and threatens to blow her brains out, so Damien has to just kind of stand by while Slade starts monologuing, and then Slade starts shooting at Damien. Batman shows up, and Slade unleashes an army of man-bats, but Batman activates the power of prep time, and he had a sonar weapon that makes the Batman or that makes the man-bats flee. So Batman and Slade have their duel, and Batman beats his ass. Nightwing and Dr. Langstrom show up and start shooting the man-bats with the antidote, and Batman puts Talia in the Lazarus Pit. Talia is revived, and Slade and Damien have their final duel, and Damien is able to come out with the W, but decides not to kill Slade because Batman taught him to be better. The oil rig collapses, and Talia and Batman decide that Damien should stay with him. And in the ending credits, we see still moments of the Damien versus Nightwing fight. So, that is the movie. Uh... Juice Man, what do you think of the movie? One, um, I, I think I'm I'm a fan of Damien overall. Like as a character, the story behind Damien, like I'm a fan. The movie itself, it, probably like like a seven, like a seven out of ten, maybe maybe a six and i'm only giving it that high because of it's introducing damien okay so sounds like you were not a huge fan no i wasn't yeah i wasn't i wasn't that intrigued by it as much yeah i just wasn't to be honest okay cool um, before we start diving into the movie itself, um, and we're going to see if that number changes by the end of talking about it. Um, so what were your thoughts on the art style? I like the art style. I think the art style was dope. Um, 
so it made to me it made the animation uh it made the animation look a little bit more fluid and then it also made uh it gave an appeal to like the sense of how dark batman is with all with it was very edgy the anime the art style was um everything had it wasn't smooth curves when doing the um, designs and the faces and the heads and the eyes and everything goes everything was very edgy and i feel like that really goes into like batman in a sense um almost also entitled showing that like this ain't a this ain't a kid's show or movie really okay okay uh i love this art style uh it might be my favorite art style um of these movies um and there are several movies you know moving forward that use this art style because we are now in a connected universe mm-hmm. um so we have this batman has been introduced in um we did an episode earlier uh justice league war and this exists in that same universe so this universe this whole universe is the dc animated movie universe and i love that we are in a universe where we have movies that continue we have a through line we're able to see people grow and develop and like move in one long story being told so um very much like how people know the mcu like these movies exist in the same universe as several other movies so is the justice league before this one yes justice league war is the last episode we talked about and yeah in that one we see uh pretty much everybody meet for the first time uh batman meets hal uh we see that batman and flash kind of know of each other they meet superman wonder woman shows up shazam yeah all them (laughs) so this is that batman and yeah so uh what were your thoughts on the voice cast i personally thought uh the voice cast was good um even though they only have a little bit of raj's voice but it's the guy that plays um It's Giancarlo. He's in everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, I don't know why I can't think of his name, yeah, but I love I love Giancarlo. He's um he's in Breaking Bad. He's in The Boys, uh, the third season of The Boys. Exactly. And so I'm like, I think I recognize I think soon as I heard the voice, I immediately knew, like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, I heard that voice. I said, Oh, this is what they're starting. Yeah, I haven't heard nobody else's, but his first off. Okay, this is same out the gate. I because I didn't uh, look at the voice cast before we watching this movie, and like out the gate, I was like, "Oh, Giancarlo." Okay, because yeah, I can, uh, yeah, I can hear him wherever he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, there some other voices are were people that I didn't think I had noticed until I did look up the voice cast, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, they do play in all these." Uh, What's it called? But the the main um, guy that played uh, Batman, I was actually surprised. Like I remember hearing his voice before, different things, but I was actually surprised to see he's played in like a multitude of things. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like he is Batman in this entire universe. 
Yeah. And, you know, like since this entire universe is connected, like he, there are a lot of, there are a lot of people who he is their Kevin Conroy. Uh, You know, Kevin Conroy is my Batman, you know, Batman of the 90s um, into the 2000s and -hmm. certain 2010s things. Like that is, that is my Batman. Uh, Jason is probably younger people's Batman, the people who didn't grow up with Kevin Conroy. Yeah. And I think it's it's good because one thing I hate, I just hate to hear one voice and then I watch something else and I hear a whole nother voice. It just it drives me insane. And that's one of the reasons I ask about the voice cast is because it is kind of different throughout a lot of these movies. But you are in a situation where you are going to hear a consistent Batman, at least uh, in the movies that exist in this universe, because there are some movies in the in-between that don't. And that's one thing that I'm okay with the fact that DC does like absolutely everything does not need to be connected, but we know which ones are connected. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons I ask about voice cast is because it sometimes changes and it's not always the same, but for the movies that you and I are going to be discussing uh, through these episodes, um, it will be consistent. So I think his name uh, was uh, John, uh, John O'Mara. Jason Omar. Jason Omar. I don't know why I said John, but I think, I mean, I also think he did a good job at the voicing of Batman as well. Oh, I do too. And I will say he did a good job. He wasn't off-putting. It didn't bother me. I wasn't offended by it, but he's my third option for voicing Batman. Um, My first option, of course, Kevin Conroy. My second option is going to be Bruce Greenwood. Bruce Greenwood voiced Batman in Young Justice and uh, in episode eight, we talk about Under the Red Hood. And he voices Batman in that movie. So Bruce Greenwood is my second option. Under the Red Hood. Okay, I think I remember seeing that. And then Young Justice. I guess I I watched Young Justice when it first came out, so I don't remember Batman in particular. Yeah, but, and that that show's not about Batman, so yeah, I, so I was like, I get that. Um, but yeah, like I, I think he does a good job. But I like Jason O'Mara, and I'm good with it. Um, what were your thoughts on action and fight choreography? Action and fight choreography. I think it was good. Felt it smooth. Nothing seemed awkward. Uh, okay, so everything did. Everything seemed smooth until. The beginning of um, Damien and Deathstroke's fight at the very end, there was like a scene to where it was like, I, I it's crazy that I remember. I just remember it. I, I as soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, that's they're fighting kind of weird. They picked it up, but when they first started, right when they was on the beam or whatever. Are you talking about um, when uh, Slade kind of kicked Damien into the wall and pinned him with the swords? Yes, it was like right before that happened. It felt like the fight was just kind of like off, like weird in a way. Like it wasn't like they wasn't really fighting. I don't know. I just remember it being weird. But other than that, though, the fighting was really good, especially since they were showing um, blood and everything else. I think that really enhanced a lot with the fight scenes the fight choreography and the action pieces are one of the reasons this is uh, one of my favorite art styles is because i feel like all of that is done well and this type of animation lends to that going well 
Yeah. So to be, to be honest. Yeah. So um the voice of Talia, uh the lady who voiced Talia, she one of the things I love that DC does is they reuse people and they move people around and people have different voices in different stuff or there are different people in different stuff. She is the actress. Did you watch Gotham? Mm-mm. It's okay. crazy. My sister was actually super heavy into that. But I think by the time Gotham came out, I was just now hitting college. Okay. And so I wasn't I wasn't watching it like that at all. Okay, well, she uh, she is Jim. She's one of Jim Gordon's love interests in Gotham at one point, and she is also Deadpool's girlfriend in the Deadpool movies. But that's not DC, but still comic book stuff. Huh? I don't think I recognize that. I remember looking at her, and I thought she looked familiar too. And she's one of those people like you've definitely seen her in stuff. Yeah, she's kind of she's kind of been. And stuff but um okay so we open with the league of assassins and Raish is pretty much saying to damien hey this is going to be your legacy and then they get attacked by other assassins but these assassins have bullets now one of the things that i always kind of wonder is like assassin groups that only use old school stuff mm. and how that you know can lead to things like this happening you basically get screwed over once the military shows up i mean pretty much uh because yeah slade sends over some folk and it is not good for them yeah they're gonna obliterate it yeah <laughs> uh, they're shooting oh one thing i remember in particular they were shooting like a revolving arrow cannon yeah. at a I- helicopter <laughs> Yeah, and it took the helicopter down. And I'm like, I'm like, what are we doing? Like, I want to have guns, and y'all are shooting a revolving arrow cannon. I don't even know what it, what's it called. A revolving arrow. I mean, I don't I, even know. I want to call it a ballista, but I don't think that's what a ballista is. I think a ballista shoots like the giant. It shoots like, one, huge yeah, one arrow giant at thing. a time. Yeah, but I, yeah, like I would have called, like I'd call that. Yeah, like an arrow Tommy gun. Yeah, and I I I was kind of I was laughing at it because I'm like, bro, what is I think it was uh was it Talia or Damien who hopped up uh, to try to shoot at yeah. it? Talia Talia got up there and started. Yeah, I was like, what what is this? <laughs> I thought it was great. Uh, <laughs> like she's over here shooting a, a revolving arrow yep. gun. And it was great. She was uh she was Talia got in there and started working. Uh, and I mean, Raish also like he was the thing is, whenever Raish was surrounded by men with guns, I was like, there's there, you have a sword, Raish. It's not I, like, people in front of you. OK, cool. I get how you can handle people in front of you with a sword, but people around you with guns and you only have a sword. Raish, you're not doing that. I legit. I legit was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh yeah, he about to get shot up. Like, oh, this is it. Dude was deflecting everything. I said, oh, okay, he about that. Yeah. He got this. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. It's nothing. And uh, so yeah, Slade comes in. They duel, and you know, I kind of wonder if Slade could have beaten him on his own because Slade has to 
not necessarily cheat, but Slade has to come up with a method that uh, gets rid of him that doesn't really have to fight him. So I don't know. I I don't know if this is a situation where Slade is smart or Slade is a bitch. One, I think one I've always considered Slade and to be like a smart character. Yes. He's he's strong, like he could do what he can do, but I've always considered him to just outthink his opponent, and that's how he wins. He plays ahead every single time, and that's literally how he wins. I feel like almost every fight. Slade is a lot more tactical. Yeah. Um, and Slade is very skilled. So okay, let's let's call this one uh Slade being smart in that he Pretty much bombs the area, which uh cooks Raish to a crisp. He and... knew he was losing. He knew, oh, he, knew yeah. he wasn't winning that fight. He wasn't winning that on the fair one-on-one. He wasn't. And yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Because Slade was coming in there talking big shit. Like, hey, come fight you a real swordsman. No, yeah. He he definitely was doing some bitch-made moves. But I mean, he knew it was going to get him the W. So it's like, I can't even follow him on that one. Yeah. So... Then Damien shows up and um, like it, Slade is about to kill him. And then Damien shows up and uh, hits him right in the eye. I was like, basically whoop his ass, whoops his ass again. So, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, Damien, Damien broke an Xbox. He don't play no games. Damien got him in the eye and was like, all right, now your heart. And yeah. Damien came in there ready to go. And that is one thing I do like about Damien is Damien, again, he does not play around. I, I honestly would say the best action scenes, all the best action scenes of the movie is Damien to me. I feel like, I Bat, like Batman scenes were cool, but I feel like I, I, seen, I was watching Batman do a lot of throwing. You know what I'm saying? A lot of throwings, a lot of one hits. Uh, Damien was putting in like work. Moves. Well, Damien, Damien was killing people. Yeah, <laughs> I like, mean, yeah, he's a he's an assassin. Like he was trying to put people in the dirt, and Batman was just trying to subdue. But yeah, I I see I see why you feel that way. So, um, we see that Raish's whole objective was just to kill, or I'm sorry, Slade's objective was just to kill Raish, and then once that was done, he just left. So, like, Slade wasn't worried about anything else. He was like, all right, Raish is dead. I'm good. We can go. Yeah. Um, I, I thought, well, actually, I thought he was trying to take, I thought he, his goal was to take over. Or was it just to get revenge against Raish? It's all of it. But okay. whenever, once Raish was dead, then Slade was like, all right, mission accomplished. We can go. Uh, okay. Because the assumption is that since he's gone, he's kind of in control now. Well, yeah, but I mean, Talia will was still there, so it yeah. was like, yeah. But Slade kind of just Slade did kind of pseudo take control, uh, because Slade was at the compound later, and Talia tried to get him. But we'll get into that in a minute. So Talia says, "All right, I need to take you to Gotham. I need to leave you with your father because uh, this is not this is not safe." Like, Slade is a problem. So, I need to get you out of here while I handle the Slade situation. Uh, Batman is fighting Killer Croc, and Killer Croc is on that shit. 
uh, Batman just kind of <laughs> talking to him like, uh, "You're bigger. You have a tail now. You've, uh, what you've been using? What you, what's what's going on here?" And Talia just tases him, and then that's over. And then uh, they go on a little boat date, and we find out that Talia roofied Batman. Uh, yeah. uh to get her pregnant that's uh i say wow uh, that is that's that's assault yeah, that's a, okay that's tough yeah <laughs> that's tough how'd you force this man into but uh, that's how it goes like Raish wanted slade and then Raish saw batman and was like oh you would be a much better successor uh, and whenever batman was like no thank you i don't want to be the head of the league of shadows um, Raish was like, oh, okay. I'll just send my beautiful daughter to get your seed. And I think and... I think it's crazy because uh, in, I mean, the comments I think they do is like several different ways. Like, I think he actually does just sleep with her in some of the comics. And then that's why I'm like, I wonder why they went this route in this one instead of just actually showing like a I mean, I know there was romance, but yeah, I just wonder why they went that route in this one. Maybe I think because they know that Batman is far too careful to have just let that happen to just do that, do some stuff like that. I mean, yeah, and there are some uh, there are some differences between this movie and the comic book. So uh, whenever I read the comic book, it was a while ago, so I'm going on my memory here. But some of the things that I remember. um in the comic book, there was a whole lot less cooperation in general. Like, Talia was the one who was a problem in the comic book for this. Talia was the one who kidnapped um, Dr. Langstrom. Um, she's the one who wanted, or I don't know if she kidnapped him, but she she was the one who wanted the man-bat formula, and she kidnapped his wife and was threatening to pretty much uh, fuck her up if he didn't do what she wanted. Um, mm-hmm. And Batman is fighting and just kind of gets knocked out and then wakes up. And Tali is like, hey, you have a son. He's going <laughs> with you now. Um, and in the comic book, he meets Tim instead of Dick. Because in, in this movie, he meets Dick. But in the comic book, it's Tim. And whenever they fight, he actually wins. And then he steals the Robin costume and just kind of goes. And in mm. this, it's a little... There's a lot more cooperation between parties in this movie. Mm. But um probably, probably for flow. Oh yeah, I think it uh it it worked out. So Damien arrives and Damien is just unimpressed. <laughs> like it's kind of funny that Damien is just like, oh. I expected you to be taller. I expected you to have more shit. I expected you to have more money. I expected you to have more bitches. I expected you to have more servants. I, Man, what are you it, doing? Send me back to my mama's house. <laughs> yeah, like what you, back what to you, my mama's house. I'm yeah, with, you, with your little with your little stuff. Like Damien was uh woefully unimpressed. And yeah. And then of Just, course, uh Alfred was like, it's creepy how much he reminds me of you sir well it's kind of crazy though because i'm like my, my guy has been growing up in like a non-technology scenario where he's 
where he's been at and coming into like a tech more technological place i guess but i thought it was like i guess he was already used to because when he said something about like he's hacked into somewhere before already i'm like okay so that must mean they use advanced technology in some kind of form or fashion of where they're at even though the weapons that they use is traditional yes that is pretty much what it comes down to is and they have very traditional teachings but are still with the times as far as probably traveling and intel being and, a, being such an assassin in that kind of form or fashion which yeah. which yeah which makes sense um and that it was just kind of like yeah my guy was just he was definitely acting like you know this is a piece of shit and i want to go home uh pretty much and damien lives by the wish creed uh and that's probably the reason Damien has so many fans because Damien does not give a fuck. Damien really does wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> like he lives by the wish creed. Like that's Damien, what... whatever. There was one point where, uh, when Damien was fighting Ubu, Ubu was like, "You thought I would just make it easy and tell you?" And Damien was like, "I didn't want easy." <laughs> like, oh yeah. He came to play today. That's a fact. That man was prepared to kill him either way. Oh, yeah. So, um, we get to a point where Dr. Langstrom is being abducted because Slade wants to continue the whole man-bat situation because Slade has essentially taken over. And Talia goes after Slade and is almost immediately defeated like yeah like she just kind of gets hit with the butt of a sword and now she's she's done it's like oh okay that was easy um and then batman goes to interrogate killer croc which that was ridiculous um those withdrawals killer croc was going through i was definitely like not confused but i was just like okay this is weird and then he ripped off like as a threat, my like guy ripped his whole tail off. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure he felt that. That was pretty. Oh, he gruesome. absolutely felt that. That was a and, gruesome thing to do as a form of interrogation. Well, yeah, and I'm sure that, um, well, because Batman said like the tail is new, so that that that's a that's a mutation you didn't have before. Yeah, and. Batman also wanted to tell him, like, hey, you're a lizard, you'll probably grow it back, but you need drugs, and I time. can help you get drugs. So, if you help me, I will help you. Because these with you are falling apart. I should not have been able to rip your tail off. And they didn't follow up with that, did they? They didn't say, like, they didn't show him actually giving him anything, did they? No, we do not see Killer Croc again. Okay, that's what, okay. I, I was double checking, but yeah, I was like, that doesn't very seem. It seems Batman like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah, I can see Batman doing stuff like that or making that type of deal, but I guess him actually following through with that deal, I'm not sure of that actually being a thing. Yeah. I mean, he, he just ripped his tail off with ease. I'm pretty sure he gives no fucks about this. Yeah. <laughs> about this and. Man. I mean, I don't know if it's a situation where Batman will get him the drugs that he actually needs or if Batman will give him the drugs that will, like, like curb the withdrawals. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
But either way, Batman is like, I, I can get you some good stuff. But right now, you, you don't want to stay like this. So you need to tell me what I want to know. And, you know, Batman's interrogation skills are uh, pretty top tier from what we see. <laughs> Always. So. Doc, and then we see a gorilla bat thing. Yeah, I I think that's really for me when the movie really started taking like uh, a <laughs> like a little nosedive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they started doing all of that, I, I I think actually at that point I started to look up. I started to do additional research about what exactly it is that I'm looking at. I'm like, what what is this? What are we going towards now? Um, and I, that's when I looked up Langstrom, and then I saw the whole story about Langstrom and everything else. I was like, oh, okay, 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 but. Yeah, and this is a uh, I'm yeah this is a later Batman. Uh, the fact that Damien is like good and a teen, well, I guess a preteen, teenager, roughly that age, and Nightwing is an adult. Uh, yeah, this is definitely an older Batman. So he's been Batmaning for a while. While, yeah, yeah, and, and it... yeah. So one thing that I do like that this movie did. So we see that um, Batman learns in this movie. And Batman uses the things that happen, um, you know, in a way that makes sense. So earlier, we see how Talia subdued Killer Croc. Batman saw that and was like, "Huh, <laughs> that I'm gonna I'm gonna add that to the I'm gonna add that to the list." And then we see him do that same thing to the gorilla mat bat thing, mm-hmm. which of course it didn't work, but. I like that we saw Batman like learning in in real time and strategizing and updating and all of that. Like I, think, I, I, I love stuff like that. I think that really goes to show like uh the power that Batman has. That he 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 learns in every situation. He's also uh he's also tactical. Like Yes. In, like his power is prep time. Yeah, yeah. Everything is he's but even outside of well, I guess you couldn't say because I was like, even in the midst of a fight, he has the prep of gadgets or things that he does in that moment that utilizes what's around him and everything else. So I guess that is cool kind of prep time, but he's very tactical in everything he does. Very. And yeah, like Batman is one of the most skilled at all of the things that require skills. Like he can just kind of do a lot of stuff. Um so, yeah, the gorilla bad thing was weird, but that's fine. Well, we got past that. And he finds the shuriken that's left behind. So, then Ubu is about to, you know, have some ladies of the ladies of the evening, and Damien busts in and says, "Leave harlots." <laughs> uh, which is one of my favorite lines in any of these movies. Um because they didn't deserve that. But uh- Damien lives by the wish creed. I think it's interesting that they try to cut um because she's like about to close the curtains of the or the outside patio door. And she's about to say something and she's cut off before saying it. Uh I think she's about to say the, I think she's about to say the F word or something. So uh Dick definitely is about to at one point, but okay, uh, that okay, that's that's the scene. But I I don't know why I thought the so, uh, the so women in, would say something. 
so in this scene, uh, the window is open and the lady is pretty much saying, if you want me to get naked, I'm not about to do it with these windows open, I think is what she's saying. And Ubu sees that the window is open and is like, oh, somebody's in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he immediately goes into defense mode because he's like, nah, the, oh, an open window means somebody like he knows how the assassin game works. I actually thought it was uh, either Slade or Batman that was in there originally. Uh, well, since he and Slade are working together, it, it being Slade wouldn't have made sense. But I, I, I thought I thought Slade would have known that they were going to try to get at him to interrogate him. So I thought in my mind, I just thought, OK, maybe Slade showed up to, you know, put it into this before they can get to him to interrogate him. And then I was like, OK, now nah, maybe it's Batman. Then I was like, OK, never mind. Actually, it would make okay. sense why I always showed up. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, Damien, he, uh, again, Damien goes loud. Like, he definitely just came through the ceiling. Uh, he didn't sneak in or anything. He just broke glass, made a scene. Fully, fully confident in that he's about to whoop this man's ass. Yeah. said, leave <laughs> harlots. And he was just, you know, Damien was about business. And that's so, why we love Damien. Yeah. So Damien gets uh, to fighting. Uh, Ubu puts on his Wolverine claws uh, and, you know, it just doesn't go well for him. And Damien is ready. Like, Damien says, where is Slade? And Ubu says, kill me right now. Damien says, my pleasure. <laughs> That's a bet. I would love to. I <laughs> thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Bro, say, say less. All right, yeah. cool. Because like, I will never tell you anything. So yeah, go ahead and do it. Oh, okay. And Nightwing shows up right on time. I do wish they showed that. I do wish they had showed that fight, actually. I think that would have been very good. I do, too. Uh, They do show moments from it in the end. Um, I don't know if you watched after the credits, but during the credits, uh, they would show stills from that fight. I actually did not. Okay, so yeah, if you go back... and, And that's the thing. Like Usually, if there's nothing after the credits, it'll do the whole, like, your next movie coming up is, and it did that. So because it did that, you were probably like, oh, there's nothing after the credits because it usually doesn't do that when there is stuff after the credits. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that you wouldn't have checked that. But I don't even think I thought twice about it, to be honest. I watched it on uh, Max. Yes. And that's what I'm saying. Like Max was like, hey, we got some other shit for you. You're probably going <laughs> to like this. And so that's why you were like, yep, all right, movie's over. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you who did not stay during the credits, if you watch the credits, then you'll see moments from the fight between Damon, Damien, and Robin. So, luckily for uh, Nightwing, he's able to, you know, subdue him, but he got to work for that meal, and he walks away with some bruises. I was lucky thinking, like, uh, he had the harder job of not hitting him. But just subduing, because Damien was trying to kill him, and Damien's and, like, "Nah, fuck all that. I'm, I'm yeah, trying to kill all you. that." Yeah. Uh, so Damien lives by the wish creed, and Damien wishes a motherfucker would, and Nightwing did. So that's what I was yeah. like. I mean, that, that kind of shows, you know, Nightwing still, you know, he he's that guy. The fact yeah. that he was able to subdue and not, you know, maim yeah. the fact. Yeah, the fact that Damien was. Uh, immobilized and walked away pretty unhurt and Nightwing required 
medical assistance from Alfred. Yeah. Uh, that is why Nightwing was about to cuss him out. Because, yeah, like right after that, Nightwing was about to call him out of his name. Yeah. And uh, Alfred, master dick. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's a. Uh, that that whole scene is just great. Um, so we find out about Slade, and so then uh now they kind of reverse. I don't know if this was jealousy or if it was a reverse psychology situation, because Damien at first had no interest in being Robin. Damien pretty much said that looked kind of gay. <laughs> he like, definitely was not feeling the... that's what he said like he was like it looks a little effeminate don't you think he was not Just feeling the suit whatsoever at all Which, um yeah it was kind of like why did he i think he wanted to be like close to his dad loki yeah and so it was a little bit of jealousy a little bit of reverse psychology because he wanted no he wanted nothing to do with it and then whenever uh nightwing was like no, you could never be Robin. Then he's like, no, fuck, no, I'm, I'm going to be Robin. <laughs> no, I, I will be Robin, as a matter of fact. Give me a suit. This, I'm going to be a better one. Yeah. So, you know, he again, I don't know if the reverse psychology was on purpose or if Robin was, or if Nightwing was genuinely like, no, that is not for you. Like, that's no, we're not doing that. So he goes, uh, and now uh, Batman, of course, he has to, and the way that Batman lectures makes sense. Uh, the way that Superman lectures is usually like, you know, very um, out of touch. But Batman was basically like, you are still a child and you do not understand how things work. We do what is right because it is right. And that is what we do. He was sounding so, like a dad for sure when he was yeah. he was going off on him. And then he was like, and you need to get behind it. And then he throws a shuriken at him. And he caught it. And he was like, oh, you're kind of good. Man said, man said, what would have happened if I wouldn't have caught it? It would have hurt. Yeah, she would have hurt. <laughs> what? You would have felt that? Like, he, threw that he, he threw that thing like, yeah. And then I was, I was like, is it not sharp? Because that would have went into his forehead. Oh, that yeah. wouldn't have just been a scratch. No, my man would have been hurt. He would have been hurt. He would have required assistance from Alfred. But now, nah, yeah, it's the fact that he literally just lectured him, then throws the shirt again, and then smirks as he catches it. Like, yeah, that's my nigga. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we can make that work. He's like, oh, yeah, this, this my nigga for sure. Because yeah, earlier in the movie, Batman was peeping. Like Batman was like, he, I understand that he's cutting down all my beautiful shrubbery, but he, he kind of good. Like. He, he got some skills. He knew uh, immediately. Yeah, he knew immediately. And then, yeah, like he just wanted to test him. Like, and the fact that he did what he did to Nightwing, I'm sure Batman felt safe throwing the shuriken at him. Oh, because he was like, <laughs> yeah, the, the fact that he put Nightwing in that kind of situation means the boy's good. That's why he immediately after felt to say, stay close. Yeah, because he knew and, he he can hang. Yeah, he can hang. And he was uh, definitely giving him lessons and teaching him things while they were on the mission. And the good thing about this is Batman has already worked out 
some of the kinks that come with doing this the whole you know teaching award how to be out in the field and do things like batman has already done all the bad parenting Uh with several different robins and so damien might be getting like the best version of learning how to be robin i mean on top of i mean he's getting the he's getting one the most talented of all of them to like to teach so now it's like the only thing damien really needs is like the the morals yeah, he just needs them. He just that's all he needs to be honest. Yes, yeah. Damien. Yeah, Damien needs the morals and like maybe some of the detective things, but like Damien, like as far as skills, Batman doesn't have to teach Damien or Batman is going to have to teach Damien how to pull it back, if anything. Yeah, like Batman's going to have to teach Damien to control himself. That's why whenever they do go loud, Batman is like, no swords, because I know if you have a sword. People will die today, and we're not doing that. I was, he he said no swords, and I was like, okay, he thought to throw the sword down and go to work. No, dude kept the sword in his hand, just didn't kill nobody, but was still going to work. I was like, yeah, okay. he was just like, I'll just do it with my feet then. Yeah, yeah he's like, so he said no swords, and he's like, I'm keeping it. I just won't use it, but I'm, I'm, I'm it's still gonna be on me. I'm gonna still have that thing on me, just you know, just in case. He said, I'm gonna keep it tucked. Yeah, so they find Dr. Langstrom and Damien, you know, goes and he's pissed. So he causes a scene. And then uh, they have to retreat. And Damien is like, I ain't no bitch. And Batman is like, be smart. This is, that's not, that's not what this is. So Batman is also having to, you know, remove some of that. I don't necessarily say we need to call it toxic masculinity, but that's the vibe I got. Uh, because Damien's definitely got some of that. He's is definitely he. He always says when he always references his grandfather, basically, mm-hmm. and he just yeah yeah. The fact that he kept uh calling the Robin suit gay, and uh the fact that he was like, no, I ain't no bitch. We we gonna stay. Like yeah, there's some toxic masculinity that Batman's gonna have to uh you know, work out of him. After but, he said the no killing and then he so they were fighting the group of man bats, whatever. Mm. They were just fighting. They didn't kill nobody. But then um Damien killed one. And I was like, ooh, is that not what they're supposed to be doing? Right. And then as they were running and all this other all this other kind of stuff. And then when Batman exploded the whole rooftop and it basically just killed all of them i'm like oh we don't give a fuck about the man bats <laughs> yeah <and laughs> they're no longer one, people that's one of the things i was wondering uh too i was gonna say like are, so the man bats aren't they're they're, they're not people like are we, so we're just fine killing them and then whenever we learn later that there's an antidote and that they can be cured i was like oh so those men just lost their lives they just died that's what yeah. I was, and i think that's why i was really confused i'm like oh these i thought these were still people but then when damien stabbed one and then batman just blew the roof up and killed their all of them i was like oh, okay i guess you know they're not and then later on i learned like oh i, so I did the did. same thing i i was like those people yeah, I was like, oh, okay, so the, those are demons. They're not. They're not people. That's fine. And then I find out they're people. I was like, oh, so yeah, th- th- those, those, those innocent. Well, I don't know if they're innocent, but they're dead now. 
Yeah, for sure. So, okay. I guess we're done with that. Because, yeah, like you could say all day long, well, we don't know if Batman can... Nope, nope, they're dead. <laughs> the, the, they, they were, they were they, indeed dead. Yeah, they, they were dead. Uh, if I've learned anything, it's that being crushed is fatal. <laughs> Facts. So, uh, they get Dr. Langstrom into the Batcave, and he explains, like, Raish hired me to create su- a Superman Bat Ninja army. Uh, because nobody can do shit about it. So Raish was going to take over the planet with them. That's That was what was going to happen. And now Slade is probably going to do the same thing. Like, that's... It's an issue. Because, yeah, to have super... First of all, they they have superhuman abilities and they have sonar and, you know, they can move around at night. They can fly like that's that's an issue like to have those be ninjas. Oh, yeah. They can take and then I'm like, did they, they literally just base this out, base this off the idea of Batman in general? Like, well, that's what that's why I was more like. So they was like, oh, yeah, we can bats. They could do all these things, assassins, and was just like, yeah, we're gonna move forward with this. I mean, that could be it. We've seen Raish uh, use other people in Batman's Rogues Gallery to, you know, kind of distract him or give him issues. Uh, we definitely see that in Under the Red Hood. He hires the Joker to, um, you know, occupy Batman while he does some other shit. Yeah, yeah. And... Rage to me as a character is kind of like he's low key always the mastermind of like a bigger thing. Like, and then it's like, oh, this whole thing that's been happening secretly, Rage has been behind this whole like the whole time. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Rage is a mastermind. Uh, in episode thirteen, uh, the episode or the movie we talk about is Justice League Doom. In Justice League Doom. Batman, as you know, has a contingency plan for every member of the Justice League to subdue them, right? Yeah. Neutralize, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, in the Tower of Babel comic book, it is Raish who steals Batman's plans to subdue every member of the Justice League, and his plan is to basically incite a planet-wide war by destroying people's ability to decipher language. And the movie, yeah, like the the movie adaptation is very different than that, but that's the comic book. And so, yeah, like Raish is usually a mastermind who's doing high level shit, like he's doing big boy shit. And that's what this, yeah, like he was trying to take over the planet with a Superman bad army of ninjas. And I'm sure Damien knew nothing about it. Actually, like, didn't know was it Talia that mentioned it? I feel like some one of them mentioned about like Talia not, probably knew. I mean, probably was Talia that mentioned like, oh, this was the plan from the get go. Like, oh yeah, this is what we were trying to do. Yeah. So they free Doctor Langstrom, and he tells them that, and so they're like, all right, let's go and you know handle it because we it need it needs handling. But so, also. So okay, hold on. Another thing, Langstrom. Well, my guy technically is a villain. He because he was he was doing this before. 
like before his family got kidnapped, he was doing this. Yeah. And he's man bad. So mm-hmm. it, it, that's yeah, like that's the thing. He is man bad. He, that's why I was like, that's when I did research and I also read that I'm like, yeah, this man is literally just yeah, he was already doing this anyway. And then all of a sudden now he's just well, and I think that because we're dealing with, you know, a lot of stuff that has already happened that we never saw, mm. it is in, I'm under the impression that he was man bat and he's cured now. He's good. He's not doing that anymore to himself. Um, he's, you know, doing science in other ways, but it sounds like he's still doing some animal shit under the table. Yeah. I was like, that's basically what it is. Um, and I don't know if that's to make some extra money. I don't know if it's because he's still a little villainous. Um, in this movie, we're kind of led to believe that he's not a bad person at all. Yeah, I guess because I was like, why all of a sudden he's just so willy nilly happy to make uh, cures or antidotes or whatever. And that's just... like he wanted he wanted the antidote because he I don't think he wants there to be man bats. Yeah, but... so I was like, okay. But yeah, he we're led to believe he's, you know, a pretty cool guy um, that he's not evil or that there's no malicious intent. So they go to the League of Shadows um, and they are able to find the family and the daughter slips Damien a little phone and says, hey, Slade told me to give this to you. Don't tell Batman. And it is Slade essentially issuing a challenge, mm. saying, "Hey, here's where I am. Come get your mother, uh, <laughs> because I need a rematch, boy." Now, one thing that we do see, we do see Batman uh, looking through the rooms, and he sees some signs of torture. Now, Batman already knows that Slade has Talia, and Batman, knowing that Damien has seen some shit and done some shit still says i don't want damien to see this room i need to spare him from seeing the results of his mother being tortured like i i don't want to put him through that he has been through enough and i don't know if it's a situation where he's like i don't want him to see that his mother went through that for his own mental health or if it's a situation I don't want to I don't want him to see that because then he's going to fly off the fucking handle. I think it's uh I mean overall I think it's W parenting. I think yeah. overall Batman's parenting in this whole movie A1, you know, it's good. Yep. Lesson teaching him lessons also, you know, considering his feelings and emotions and everything, but I definitely think it was he didn't want his he did not want him to see that his mother has been tortured like that regardless of what else whatever he's experienced. Yeah. I agree. Um, and yeah, I I would have done the same thing. I would have been like, ah, ah, nope, there was nothing in there. No, yeah, not this one. Not this we're gonna, one. Go, we're, go ahead. We're gonna we're gonna move on. Keep moving on. No, it's good. Yeah, because ooh, yeah. Um, hey, I was looking at that room like, damn, that's a lot of that's a lot of blood. I'm like, wow. what the? What was happening? <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. So you know, she was going through some stuff, but that's what torture you know tends to look like. Especially with somebody of Tali's caliber. She said, I'm going to stand 10 toes down when you want to ask me about who Bruce, who Batman is. Yeah. Said, ten, uh, 10 toes hell, down. What you mean? Yeah, hell no, I'm not going to tell you. He ain't <laughs> You ain't him. That's what I know. I know you ain't him. Yeah, so, she was yeah. good for that one. 
Um, and the fact that he's been able to keep his identity this secret for this long is, uh, you know, kudos. But um, Slade issues the challenge, and then we see Nightwing kind of letting Bruce know what the deal is. They are in the hotel room, and, you know, just did Damien order some food to make it look like he's there? And then Batman learns about where everything is happening, and Damien has already left. And Nightwing says, it's 50 miles off the coast. What is he going to do? Swim there? <laughs> this little guy swam 50 miles. I was like, hell yeah. At first, I was thinking, oh, he probably stole, like, he probably stole the Batmobile or some shit like that. But not then actually showing him swim, I said, oh yeah, he's He's him. That's why he's him. My guy took the Nike Express 50 yeah. miles because that's the thing. He had to get to the coast and then swim the 50 miles. I'm going to say 50. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Because, yeah, he saw the location was in the middle of the water. Did was not phased. I said, I'm going to get there. He said, all right. And then he just swam there. Now, the good thing is he did have a little breathing thing. So he didn't like swim just all the way over water. So regardless, that's a hella the amount of stamina. To walk 50 miles is absurd. Crazy. That's a run. Like you you running, walking 50 miles is crazy. Swim. My guy said I swim swimming. He's like what 12, 11? 12. Let's say 12. Maybe 13. Yeah, he literally like like 12. Dude said, yeah, I'm gonna swim there. Yep. Wild. Like that's the thing. The the record for running a mile, like if you run a six minute mile, that's impressive. That is impressive, actually. And so 50. 50 miles. Like I said, I did this when I was seven. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is nothing to me. He said, what? So, I did this when I was four. Come on now. Yeah. I was Wild. swimming before I walked. And that's, I mean, and that's one of the things. Um, Damien said, like, yeah, I had to climb these mountains in my training when I was four years old. <laughs> and Bruce was like, that's that's a pretty intense training. Like, I didn't even do that. He was like, yeah, I broke my wrist, but I made it. And Batman's like, you have some trauma. Uh, we we uh we, we got some work to do because uh that's that's wild. Ain't you. nothing in covering that besides an ass whooping at that point. He ain't letting yeah. that go. So, Damien said, yeah, a 50-mile swim, ha, huh. child's play. So, Damien makes the swim without an issue and then proceeds to start fighting. Immediately. Yeah. yeah. Like, it went to work. out the water, just starts, you know, putting people down. Not killing them, of course, just, you know, putting people down a little bit. And so, yeah, Batman shows up and... Slade unleashes well before that happens um he's able to find Slade and Talia mm -hmm. and Slade is ready to put a bullet in Talia and so Damien has to listen to some monologuing and doing the whole like hey you're just a spoiled brat and then uh Slade just starts you know hating Slade is like, if it wasn't for <laughs> you and your bitch-ass daddy, we wouldn't be in this situation. It should have been me all along. I should have been the successor. 
I should have had Talia and you should have been my like he, Slade was just hate. That's why I was like, my man was really just beefing with a little kid. Because at first, at first, I was thinking like, okay, maybe he's doing all this to lure Batman. You know what I'm saying? But then after a while, I'm like, his beef is with Batman, but he's really not trying to pick that fight. Like he's really just trying to, he's really just trying to beef with Damien at this point, at point in time. Like, and that's the thing. I feel like normally Slade wouldn't have said and don't tell batman but because it was batman slade no he didn't want those fucking problems he said no nah, just don't tell batman it's only you yeah slade said no i don't i don't want him here because there's a reason that Raish wanted him instead of me Facts. so no i do not no do not bring his ass here i do not want those problems and we saw that happen we saw why <laughs> Slade said, nah, don't bring that nigga here. He got, don't bring him. He was getting molly walked. Yeah, Slade got his ass beat. And, of course, before that happens, Slade is monologuing, you know, just being a hater, just, just oozing with jealousy. And then he starts shooting. Batman shows up, and uh, Slade... Was prepared, Slade was like, yeah, I'll just use the Bat Army so that I don't have to fight Batman. And uh-huh. Batman was like, mm, yeah, we're not doing that. Because I have prep time. <laughs> and so Batman prep timed all of the bats out of the room. And so Slade and Batman have to fight. Because Slade's like, well, well, now, shit. Okay, I gotta fight you. And Batman beat his ass as we knew was gonna it, happen. I think it's so crazy to me that, like, in this movie, it just felt like Slade was so... Like, yeah, he was the main villain, but he didn't feel he didn't feel much of a threat to me. And I think I, I'm thinking so much of the slate of like Teen Titans. Like Slade and Teen Titans was like a, a demon. Like yeah. this nigga was beating Robin's ass to where this man was dreaming about him. Yeah. <laughs> giving him nightmares. Like dude was scared. Yeah, Slade was and it, and that's the thing. In this same situation, like that's why Slade was like, "Don't bring Batman, <laughs> don't bring, don't bring him." Because if it's just you, I can deal with you. I understand that you got me, but like, I can deal with a Robin. But like, I I'm not ready for a Batman. Yeah, it definitely definitely was feeling that way. And yeah, like this is this was kind of evidence of that. This is why we see Slade, um, you know, dealing with children because against children, Slade is a real threat. Yeah. But, it was- Against, against Batman, he's not. He's really not that guy whatsoever. I mean, in the video games, though, they also portray Slade to be like, oh, like on par with yes. Batman. And honestly, he is because Slade is a super soldier. Like, yeah, Slade is a fucking problem. And if it's a situation where somebody said, "Hey, you need a job done," who were you gonna hire? Like, Slade is near the top of the list. And that's why I'm like, I guess I'm in different scenarios. Like, yeah, I see Slade is like, he's, he's that guy. He's like top, top of the chain, giving Batman serious problems when it comes to just straight up fists. Yeah, there are a lot of versions of Slade. We Because that's the thing. Slade is still very competent and Slade is still very capable. And Slade is still kind of an issue. Like Slade got a lot done in this, but he killed Raish, uh-huh. which is a tall order. Yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy. 
he defeated Talia with little effort. Uh, but yeah, one on one, Damien is the seed of Batman, so perhaps that's why it was such an issue. But yeah, Slade knew he did not want those problems, and Slade, yeah, typically. I would agree. Like Slade is one of the people that Batman's going to have to work for that meal. Yeah, for sure. In almost every case. And in just about every version we see of Slade, Slade is Slade is a problem. A big, a big, given mean, mean problems to him. So that's why I was like, Batman kind of just whooping his ass with ease. I'm like, okay, you know. You know, it is what it is. I mean, I was more interested in Damien, to be honest, the whole movie. So seeing Damien really be the one to like engage in that whole thing was definitely probably more satisfying, honestly, as well, anyway. Yeah. Um and yeah, I'm Slade had a vendetta. Like, nigga, you took my eye. Like that that's why I may not be as sharp as I used to, because my peripherals <laughs> is gone. <laughs> like I, I can't see as well. But yeah, um, so they have their one on one fight while Batman uh puts Talia in the Lazarus pit and she, you know, gets revived. Huh. And yeah. you know, they always say, uh, for every dip in the Lazarus pit, you come out with a little less of your mind. And that's what I was, uh, I was trying to think about that because I was like, when she came back out, I was like, isn't there like a side effect for every time you do it? Like you come back more evil or some shit like that. Like you, yeah, you, can make you a have less crazy. of your less of your soul or something. Um, and I was like, that was like that's what led to the downfall of Raj. Like he just he kept doing it, so he got more crazy. Pretty much, and that's the it depends. Usually, that is the case. Sometimes you get a little more crazy every time. Sometimes you only come out crazy if you're dead and get revived. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. So it, it depends on, you know, which version of the Lazarus Pit we're dealing with um, because Raish kind of uses it to stay young and, like, it, usually Raish doesn't die and then go in there. Like, he'll just age a lot, get really, really old, and then use it kind of like a fountain of youth. Yeah. But um, there are a lot of people who they come out crazy because they were dead and they get revived, which is one of the things that we see in uh, Under the Red Hood. Uh, Jason Todd gets revived by the Lazarus Pit. Mm -hmm. And the whole reason that Raish does that is because whenever Raish hired the Joker, Raish miscalculated how crazy the Joker is. Uh, Rage hired the Joker just to distract Batman and did not realize that the Joker was the level of crazy that he is. And so whenever the Joker killed Jason with the crowbar, Rage was like, I I didn't feel right. I didn't like it. I didn't, <laughs> it didn't, I didn't feel right. So I tried to give it back to you. And uh, he came out a little off. Man but said, I, no, that ain't the same boy. I'm sorry. I tried to give you your son back, but uh, yeah, he came out a little different than said, when he hmm, went in. Weird. Hmm. Yeah, like, oh, weird. That never happened to me. Yeah. Hmm, okay. So, yeah, uh, your mind is a little altered if you die and come back. 
but as far as every time you go in there, if you're alive, I don't know. And I don't know if Talia was dead or if she was just, just really, really unconscious. Yeah, because they, they made her head flop back as if she like died. Because like she was just she was just in his arms and then he was like thinking about putting her in there and then like her head just flopped back. And I was like, did she just die? Like <laughs> Yeah. So I'm not I'm not sure if she was dead. The way that she came out of there led me to believe she was dead because usually whenever people emerge from the Lazarus pit like that, like whenever they like super saiyan out of it. Yeah, because her, her eyes are like blank and everything else. And then they appear and I'm like, okay, I'm assuming she just came back to life. Like she wasn't just healed. She came back to life. Yeah, I think she was dead and got revived. Yeah. So, yeah, that is, that's what it looked like to me. So... They, Damien and Slade, have their final duel, and uh, Damien comes out with a W. And Slade says, like, hey, uh, finish me. Do it. Your grandfather would have done it. Don't be a bitch, Damien. And uh, Damien's like, no, I am my father's son, too. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you got lucky today, Slade. He definitely uh, grew up in that instance of, like, a... Oh, this is the flow of a movie, so we're going to show some growth. Yeah. So, I do have one question for you. Um, With how Damien and Slade were both um, similar in their temperament, do you think that it was just jealousy? Or do you think that they were the way they were because they were assassins? And so... Are you talking about, like, Slade being jealous? Yes, Slade and Damien. Um, do you think that their jealousy stems from kind of an assassin mindset of, I have to kill everyone in my way to get to the top, and I have to eliminate all competition. I like that's that's just the way that things go around here. Or do you think it was just pure jealousy? I feel like Slade's was pure jealousy. I think once he knew that he was out of the scenario of like taking over and everything else, his was pure jealousy at that point. Like he was upset. He was just pissed off in general about that whole thing. So I, th- I think at that point he was like, Fuck everybody. I'm killing every single person here. I'm going to take out the main guy. Fuck what y'all got going on. How could you do this to me? I think his was jealousy. Damien. Slade was just a hater. Yeah. Damien, I think it's just. I think based off of how he grew up, that he's an assassin. I feel like it's cockiness. Like. Well, his. The the reason I asked that question is because whenever. Like, Damien has a very strong sense of entitlement. Uh, oh, of which he was raised with and we don't really see any issues because un- Damien was kind of like you know this ain't shit until Nightwing shows up once Nightwing shows up then Damien is like no I'm the rightful son no yeah he felt uh, he... but you take a step back I'm I'm here now we don't need he, you he saw that and it was like did you used to wear this and he's like and he was he was trying to you know play it off like it's a little it's a little outfit, <laughs> um, but then whenever 
Nightwing was like, no, it's uh, yeah, it is still mine today. It's you mine would, right now. And you, you would could, never don that. Yeah, you could never. That's what Damien is like. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, that's my daddy. I will say that's I will say in that. I think in that particular, I think it was definitely like a hint of jealousy and that that's that also that cockiness of like, no, no, I'm I'm him. I'm him. So I'm I'm going to do this just to prove that I'm I'm him, actually. Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, you, you're no longer needed. You can you can go home. Thanks. Yeah, there's definitely his his whole vibe. I feel like that whole thing. I, I do think it was a little bit of jealousy, probably hidden. Like I think that jealousy was probably hidden, but I think openly oh, showing he tried to hide it. Yeah. But no, nah, he was uh it, it was he was like, No, I, I that's my daddy. Uh we'll we'll take it from here. Yeah. You can yeah, we're we're good. You can you can go home now. Uh we don't need you anymore. Thanks for your time, but I'm I'm here now. You can you can go. So yeah. Uh definitely some jealousy. Um and definitely, you know, some like moments where it's like, Damien, you're you're still a child and you still just want a relationship with your dad. Yeah, that definitely showed him his emotions definitely showed his age for sure. Yeah. And whenever uh Talia showed up and was like, All right, Damien, let's go. And Damien was like, Oh, fine. <laughs> Okay. I legit thought that he was actually gonna go, and I was like, I could have sworn that's not how this movie ends. Because I'm like, what? I'm like, I don't remember that whatsoever. And then I was like, okay, we can see how Jeffrey changes. But I definitely thought, no, nah, that's crazy. I didn't know he actually just was like, yeah, I'll go, I guess. Because in the comic book, uh, Talia was like, hey, choose me or him, and he was like, can't we just be a family? Like, can't we just all <laughs> just be together? And in this one, Talia was the one who was like, yeah, just come with me and we can be a family. And uh, Batman was like, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, we we disagree on the League of Shadows and I don't, I think it needs to be disbanded and you're we, trying to grow it and make it better. Uh, we, that's, we, we, we don't align there. That is like a big thing that I was thinking about like towards the end of the movie was like Batman just allows the league to exist. Like he's like, I know this is a major problem. I know that what they do. I'm just not gonna worry about it till it comes across my face. <laughs> well, and that that's one of those things is like that's that's a that's a large scale thing that Batman would have. Like, so there are a couple of things there. Um, a the ramifications would be wild b that's a tall order to take care of. like you and and it's a situation of like you cut off one head another head will just grow so like that's that's it's that's, gonna continue regardless. that's far too large <clears throat> scale yeah um, i can see that and the fact that batman is not even able to keep like mafia and like drug street crime and all that from happening like all of the criminals in Gotham City know about Batman, they quake in their boots and they have fear in their hearts whenever Batman shows up. But they are still doing criminal activity. Like the shit is still happening, even though they know for a fact Batman is there. That's a fact. That's a fact. I and just so, think like the I League would... of Shadows is is bigger shit than that. The League of Shadows is worldwide, and Batman can't do that by himself. And 
even if Batman takes that on, that's going to consume all of his attention. And it's one of those things that's going to be ongoing because they don't stop. They they keep going. Yeah. I guess it just came to my mind when he was talking, when he mentioned the whole uh, disbanding. I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know, that's just never going to happen. <laughs> you, just, you said that for no reason. I'm not sure why you even brought that up. Yeah, like they are entrenched. And again, like they do world shit like they they do like high level takeover like they topple governments and like that that's the kind of shit they do so yeah like batman as as much as he has damien kind of let us know that batman doesn't have the resources to deal with a league of shadows type problem on his own that is true. I mean, this is just him trying to. Hell, I mean, he's trying to take care of the people, the same niggas that break out of jail every single, out of prison every yeah. couple months. And that's the thing. Like, Batman does have Batman Inc., and there is a lot that Batman's able to do. But again, League of Shadows, that's, that's big shit. And that is something that Batman is not going to be able to do alone. Yeah. Uh, let alone quickly. So he kind of just has to let them exist. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure that there's <laughs> um some kind of a not necessarily an agreement, but an understanding. He tries to take care of certain things while if it crosses his face, he's like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and handle this. Yeah. I can't I can't just let this slide. You're in my city. Exactly. And I mean the fact that uh Raish is trying to get Batman to be the successor means that Raish isn't going to come after Batman or do anything terrible. Yeah. He's going to let him over still. You know, uh, the whole beloved with uh, Talia. Like, they're not going to do anything to Batman. Now they got a son together. So, yeah. Batman is good. But, yeah. As long as the League of Shadows is not actively doing anything i guess it's fine Uh but uh yeah so damien stays with batman and batman is like hey you still can't drive and uh yeah that's a movie i think that was a cute little scene at the end nice little callback yeah that was a cute little scene about them you know he's trying to drive shows damien's personality still yeah i know how yeah, I think that was that was pretty dope. That was nice. That was nice. Yeah. So, um, Juice Man, scale of one to ten. I I guess I I, I probably would go up to like an eight. Okay. Yeah, I, I would go up to an eight. It's like really talking it through and like thinking about it. Like it's really it's really not that bad. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not that bad. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's a. It's a pretty. It's a pretty good it's movie. Pretty to be. Yeah. To be honest, like if they would have made that long, like if they would have made the movie longer, <clears throat> had more stuff in there, I probably would have gave it a ten. I. I think though it also might have been like I feel like it was just missing certain things. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just certain things that it was missing. And if they would have made that a two hour movie, I would have been. I would have, literally been intrigued the whole movie. Uh well that works out because um this is existing in a continued universe so that means that uh the next movie that you and I talk about 
will continue from here. And I think that to me, that's dope. One, I think the one of the reasons why I don't read the comics as much like that is because I'm one of those people like, I don't know what's canon, what's not canon, what flows, what doesn't flow. Is this just a one-off series written by somebody else that just so happened to mention this story and kind of figure that out and all these other kind of different things of how things are happening. I'm like, yeah, this is a lot to try to keep track of. When you give me a good series and it has a chronological chronological order of how things are occurring and when things are occurring and seeing development and growth in certain characters you have me locked in the whole way through excellent i mean that's what the mcu does so there you go so uh i i'm thinking 7.5 um this movie is very solid i do enjoy it um, I don't know if I can quite give it an eight, but I really do like it. I had a good time. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go seven point five because it's still still very good. We still got some quality here. Yeah, I definitely think the introduction of Damien is what made this movie what it was. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, anything else on the movie? <laughs> To be honest, we really we really discussed everything that I think I even had thought about, to be honest. Uh, I found it it was funny when Talia jumped in front of the gun and she got blasted. Like it happened so fast. Like she just jumped and boom. I was like, damn. That's how <laughs> yep, that's how that works. <laughs> I was like, damn. And that's probably why she was dead. Yeah, I was, that was like, damn, okay. That's because she she did in fact get blasted. That's yep. But um, other than that, to be honest, now I don't think I have anything else for the movie. The movie was it was all right. It was a good watch. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, if it was longer, I think I'd have been more intrigued. It would have been good. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, excellent. Uh, in the next episode, we will be discussing Batman: Assault on Arkham. So until then, salutations. 